in this part of the country, when we talk about hockey, we know the Oilers played their first game of the C, uh, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs last night. Didn't go as well as we had hoped, but that's okay. I mean, come on, it's one game. Did you expect them to win 16 straight? If you did, you were wrong. It's a long, long haul. But let's chat with Reed Wilkins now, uh, host of Inside Sports on 630. Ched, uh, and uh, Reed, I mean, okay, it's not the end of the world, but certainly not the start that you wanted, right? Well, you're right. I mean, you're down one nothing in the series, so it, it happens. You said it. It's the best of seven. I, I expected a long series personally. Uh, when I did my picks on Stoff Show yesterday, I said I said Oilers in six. So oh, I thought okay. LA was going to win two games. I know a couple of the guys picked Oilers in five. I saw some of the uh, uh, analytics guys picking Oilers in five. So they're favored, and they should be the way they finish the season. I don't think that's being a, a homer or putting no, a definitely not on anybody. I mean, they. They, they, they were the third best team in the league in terms of points percentage since February 10th when Jay Woodcroft took over as head coach. But L.A. is well coached, too. Todd McClellan, and, and I talked about that on my show last week as one of the storylines, as well as Jay Woodcroft has done and as many games he's been behind the bench as an assistant in the NHL and a head coach in the AHL, the total experience as a head coach is uh, – close to 1,100 games, playoffs and regular season combined for Todd McClellan and 38 for Jay Woodcroft. Right. <laughs> you know? So Todd knows what to do as well. And they, and they got a game plan for the Oilers. And, the, you know, they want to take away the neutral zone. They want to limit the, the offensive attack the Oilers can generate. And it paid off last night. And I also think the Oilers were, quite frankly, too hyped up early in the game. They made mistakes bad reads. They were under siege for the start of that game, Reed. They really were, which is typically at home the visiting team says in the playoffs, you know, let's survive the first five, ten minutes. We'll settle in and play the game. It seemed like the flip was happening last night. Yeah, well, and I I think that's because L.A. played well, and and I don't think the Oilers handled their emotion very well. And even, you know, Smith talked about it last night. You look at uh, a bad uh, bad read by the Oilers defensively, and Alexander Edler had a wide-open shot 10 seconds into the game. I mean, we saw the Oilers give up a lot of chances like that late in Dave Tippett's tenure when kind of things were getting a bit out of control. Yamamoto took a penalty in the first minute, and, yep. and he had a good game, by the way, but he's trying to show some aggression and stand up for himself. But, you know, he, he probably – I think the ref gave him a couple – three seconds he did, yeah. before he finally called them for that hold. So they, they weren't great through most of the first period, uh, you know, really good second period, and then the gaffe that, that led to the L.A. winning goal late in the third. Yeah, okay, so let's uh, let's address the elephant in the room, Mike Smith. I mean, he's been on an absolute heater coming into the playoffs. He played very well last night for the most part, but we know with Mike Smith, that's the risk that comes with the way he plays the game. He's always out handling the puck. Uh, how big of a deal is that? I mean, is it one thing? Do you put it behind you and carry on? Some people are saying, oh, no, this is this is a disaster. Well, it happened in a on the stage of the playoffs, right. so it's going to be over probably overanalyzed. Uh, it's, it's not a disaster to me unless something else now happens in the series where he makes a mistake or allows a goal that is very costly. His his puck handling is exquisite. I mean, that's beyond debate at this point. That was a, a bad read, and I just watched the replay again before I came on because I, I knew we were going to talk about it. Yeah. He's trying to get the, a long pass up the middle to dry side to yeah. start an attack for the Oilers, but he didn't see the L.A. player there and recognized that the puck just needed to go up the boards on that play. He, I, for Mike Smith in his head, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. He's told the story a couple of times that – 
early in his career, he gave away the puck playing for Dallas when he was Marty Turco's backup. And the next time the puck was shot in, you know, he didn't go get it or he didn't try to make a play on it. He just stopped it. And then during the next TV timeout, Marty Turco said, what are you doing? And Smith said, well, I don't want to make another yeah, yeah. mistake. And Turco said, no, 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 no. You get back out there. You keep playing the puck. You don't let the other team know that you've they've affected your you're affected by the mistake and you got to play the style your teammates expect you to play when the puck is shot in so in mike smith's head i i don't think it's anything you got to remember these players as as good as they are make dozens or hundreds of mistakes a year they they can't all be they can't be crippled by every one but it happened on a big stage and if this is a series that the la kings win in six or seven games then yeah you might be saying what if that hadn't happened and the Oilers had figured out a way to win that game. And that's another thing, Shay, you know, for some of us, you know, we could talk about the miracle on Manchester or the Oilers beating Gretzky in the playoffs. There's no connection to this series. But one thing that is a connection to this series is the Oilers have now lost seven consecutive playoff games. And in all seven, the winning goal has been scored with 12 minutes or less (laughs) remaining in the third period. Wow. of them were in overtime. Chicago won a game with just over a minute left. Uh, Winnipeg got a game winner around the midway point of the third uh, last year. Chicago did in one of their other games. And then that goal last night with five minutes left. So, you know, the law of averages would dictate in a tied game in the third or overtime, eventually you're going to get the bounce or make the play. But but the Oilers haven't been able to do it. Last night they made the mistake that that gave up the game-winning goal. You know what I was watching for last night, though, reading the last few seasons in the playoffs, it seemed to me like if the Oilers had a bad break go against them, it really set the team back. And it seemed like the, the the game plan went out the window and it was freelancing and it was trying to do too much and things just snowballed and got worse. That didn't seem to happen last night. They'd score, LA would come right back, but it seemed like there was a little more, we're okay here, guys. Let's just keep playing our game and everything's going to work out, which I think is key to winning in the playoffs. So maybe that maturity that you're talking about, you know, with some with some good luck, with some bounces, law of averages, like you say, and the fact that, you know, be patient, it's going to come around. They're in a different position than they were, say, last year or the year before. I, I believe that as well, and hopefully that's what we're still saying Thursday morning after game two. But <laughs> they, I, I mean, they had that long stretch this season, and part of it overlapped with their 16-5 and five start, Shay. Yeah. When they gave up the first goal against almost every game. But then once they got into a losing streak, falling behind one nothing felt like 2 or 3 nothing, yeah. And yeah. sometimes it became 2 or 3 nothing. Yes, last night they did not start well. But then you got to remember, for most of the second, third periods, the game was tied, and it was there for the Oilers yeah, to take. Yeah, definitely they made the play. And th- and to be fair, they did outplay LA pretty severely in the second period, but they only won the period two one. Right when you when you got a chance to beat the door down, you got to win the peri- period two nothing or three one or, or three nothing. And and Brendan Lemieux's goal, um, you know, gave LA that lead there for re- restored their lead in the third period. So yeah, I, I don't think it's panic time, but it's concerning, and it is the playoffs and being down the potential of being down two nothing after two home games for the second straight year is gonna is going to create a lot of worry in oil country if they can't figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, We're going to chat with uh, Dave McIver down in Calgary in a second. Flames are coming out of that series, right? Well, that's a cakewalk. Waste of eight days, as Daryl Sutter said. (laughs) All right. Thanks very much, Reed. Appreciate your time. Okay, see uh, Reed Wilkins, uh, host of Inside Sports and Oilers Hockey on 6.30. Chad, uh, giving us the breakdown of Game 1 for the Edmonton Oilers, and I think Reed is right. Um, it's one game. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves here. We'll see what happens 